Welcome to the Next Level Brands Podcast, where we share stories about the food and CPG world with experts in the trenches about how to build a successful brand today. Now, your host, G. Stephen Clear. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us here on the Next Level Brands Podcast. We're brought to you today by Kitchen to Shelf, the educational arm of Next Level Brands and providers of online and in-person courses, workshops, and webinars for CPG entrepreneurs at any stage of growth. Have you ever considered working with a founder coach in your business? Someone with years of experience in consumer goods and retail sales and marketing? An advisor who knows what's coming next? Limited opportunities are now available. You can get more details at kitchentoshelf.com. That's kitchen, the number two, shelf.com, what you need to know to grow. Hi, this is Steve Clare, and I'd like to welcome my special guest today, Andrew Young. Andrew is the Vice President, Product Manager, and Director of Vendor Relations for CBD Emporium, a leading chain of retail stores specializing in CBD-related products. Andrew began his journey in the cannabis industry over a decade ago and has been an advocate, stakeholder, and patient in the medical marijuana industry since 2007. His career began in architecture, actually, which caused a severe case of carpal tunnel syndrome in his right arm. In his quest for an alternative pain reliever, it led him to a topical CBD product and also to entrepreneurship. He developed spray and relief and began a consulting practice working in the plant medicine category. He's continued to be a champion for CBD-related products within the natural products industry. Welcome to the show, Andrew. Thank you, Steve. I really appreciate you having me on here today. Um, we've been really excited about and, and looking forward to doing this because um, the the basis of the podcast, the show, for a long time, uh, we are very focused in natural products industries, but we tend to be about 80% food. It's just the way it goes, whether that's just because I know more people in the food industry or because there's more food out there, I'm not sure. But getting into things where we've talked about supplements and we've talked about, you know, products with, let's say, CBD in them, uh, but we haven't had somebody to sit down and talk with about the industry and kind of what's gone on recently. And, and I think from a marketing point of view in CPG, prior to the pandemic, we were kind of on this upswing and both in terms of, in terms of consumer knowledge and I know interest in major retailers who, even though they claimed they weren't, were in fact investigating CBD stuff all over the place. Um, and then we hit the pandemic and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, FDA has better things to do. Uh, we're really not going forward. Current administration at that time was not interested in, right? So kind of where, where are we in the CBD industry? as a general thing. And and then we'll get and talk a little more specifically about Emporium and, and what you're doing. Well, it's been quite a journey here in the, the hemp industry as it's been evolving since about 2014 here in the United States and really started to take off in 2018 with the hemp farm bill passing and really opened up a lot more doors as there were some some leaders that were um, you know, leading the charge here domestically here in the United States since 2014. And, and really the uh, excitement and around this this particular ingredient CBD and more importantly hemp as a whole. Um, you know, you mentioned some of the regulatory challenges that have have really set this industry back and uh, have definitely uh, been a challenge from a entrepreneurial standpoint. Not having a, a clear direction on you know things from manufacturing to marketing to uh, um, you know getting a bank account and something like merchant <laughs> processing. Right. All of those elements have just been a extremely challenging element to, to deal with on a daily basis here in the hemp space. But there's a lot of us out here that uh, even though we have those challenges are, are really pushing forward as, you know, this is something that we feel very strongly about for, for 
the, the general public to have access to. And here at CBD Emporium, uh, we've been leading uh, the charge here on the front lines here of uh, the CBD retail space. And we feel very strongly about the model that we've created as uh, there's a lot of new caveats to this particular industry that the general consumer aren't necessarily familiar with. And uh, we, we really lead with education in our stores and it's been very well received. Um, and, and we can, we can chat a little bit more about that because again, you, you've taken a journey from basically product, um, you know, discovery for, um, treatment to product development, to consulting now to the larger retail side. Um, how is retail looking out there? I mean, obviously everything's on a still on a state to state basis and stuff, but it seems like every day there's another domino falling. So whether it's New York or whether it's, you know, and pretty soon it would seem that, you know, you'll have states, but even within states, you have differences. How do you handle that from the retail point of view? It's been very challenging, but, you know, like you had mentioned every year, every day, every month, it becomes a little bit easier as, um, you know, I think the the general public um, is still suffering from misinformation that has been uh, distributed over the last hundred years and um, still, you know, trying to understand the difference between hemp and cannabis. And, you know, the more that we are able to prove to regulators and things of that nature uh, about the efficacy of this this particular industry and really the the health benefits, it becomes easier and easier for um, these states to understand how this is beneficial and how it's it's not going to have adverse effects uh, by providing the ex- access to hemp in, in their states. And, um, you know, the regulatory elements of the hemp industry are continuously changing, but, you know, we're, we're keeping up with all of those, those new press releases that go out, uh, FDA guidelines, you know, we're doing our best to read between the lines. And that's really been the key of this whole industry is trying to read between the lines because there hasn't been clear guidelines or, or guidance from anybody. Um, so industry leaders are, are really just making the, the best decisions that they can. And, uh, you know, the ones that are doing it right are really adopting the infrastructure from other industries, such as, as food and beverage. And, you know, uh, doing the the manufacturing, the sourcing in the right ways, and and really moving this industry forward. In uh, actually, in early 2019, I was talking with a company that is an online purveyor um, of CBD products, and they've been doing quite well. Um, and they were looking, of course, to move into retail and wanting to get into more conventional, either drug or grocery uh, stores, and. Um, we started talking about the challenges that that represented, of course, you know, um, both on the statewide regulation, but also the just the how you go from selling a product directly to consumer to, you know, to going into stores. And by the time that we got the whole thing sorted out, they were like, you know what, I think we're just going to stay in e-commerce because, you know, we talked about, okay, so if you're, let's, let's just say you go into a, a Kroger or, you know, Safeway, it's as a vendor, you are going to be expected to provide all of that education, all of that, the sampling, everything to, they're not going to do this. They're invested in it and only so far, uh, unless they do private label costs. But even then, you're still going to rely upon your branded vendors to basically say to people, look, if you have arthritis or you have carpal tunnel, whatever you have, you try this, this is probably going to work. At the time, and again, two years ago, we were talking about this and it was a real wild west. I mean, just you know, right. Um, How is the industry dealing with things like 
dosage and, you know, efficacy of product. And is it, you know, the measurement of do I take 25 or do I take two tens or do I rub it on twice a day? How's that all being worked out? And are, are you seeing any success in c- coming to some standardization on that? Well, you know, the, the retail space has definitely been hurt, uh, especially with COVID. Um, you know, but CBD and Porum is a specialty retailer and, and we specialize in hemp and CBD. And we feel that specialty retail such as CBD and Porum is going to really uh, have a lot of staying power as, you know, other retailers such as convenience stores, smoke shops, and even big box retailers uh, don't have that type of support that the consumers are looking for to really fully understand these products and understand the industry. And so what we're seeing is, you know, when, when brands have placement in those stores, uh, they're usually within a locked cabinet. Um, there's not a lot of support from a, a, a type of employee standpoint, and they may not be as educated as they need to clearly and eloquently discuss and, and convey the attributes of these products that people spend so much time and effort uh, really pouring into these particular products. I mean, we're, we're kind of in a renaissance right now of of uh, plant medicine and and hemp is is helping lead that way of you know developing these new technologies and and products and incorporating these these hemp compounds into other you know very successful formulas and you know CBD Emporium specifically has created our our infrastructure uh, to be able to fill that need to be able to provide that type of of environment where people can feel comfortable that their answers are getting. Um, or questions are getting answered and that they're having a, a professional clean environment to be able to absorb this information and, you know, really take their first step in, in you know, implementing plant compounds in their daily life for health and wellness. And uh, we take a lot of pride in that here at CBD Emporium. Um, you know, we've uh, been, you know, really coming out of COVID and consumer confidence is, is coming back every single day. Uh, we've getting more and more people coming through, and what that means is more and more people are coming back and trying uh, various different products and finding what's right to them. And you know, the dosing element is is you know a, a good point as everybody's a little bit different, and you know these products have various different strengths. And what we like to do is you know we take a consultative approach when it comes down to working with our clients. Um, a lot of times we have uh, various different levels of concentration uh, per volume. Uh, we like to p- start people out at a, a low type of, of regimen. Uh, usually anywhere between 10 and 25 milligrams per day is what we recommend. But you know, really what we, we tell everybody is the customer and consumer is going to have to come back to us and tell us what works for them. It's, it's really a trial and effort because everybody's a little bit different. What we say is after about seven to 10 days, uh, if that regimen isn't producing the particular desired effects that you're looking for, you know, be able to, to move up that, that particular daily regimen yeah. and add more until they actually feel the effects that they're looking for. Um, and we have a no questions asked return policy here at CBD Important because our mission and our goal is to inform, educate, and guide consumers to better health and wellness through CBD and by by having that uh, no no questions asked return policy gives the consumer confidence that we're really here to find the right product for the right person. And that's really what the CBD Emporium is meant to do. We have a large product selection, different brands, different form factors, different uh, scents, different tastes, because everybody's different. But we we truly feel confident that we have uh, the right product for for every demographic that's out there. 
Um, so when they come into CBD Emporium, we, we take them through um, a consultative uh, question and answer type of, of relationship so we can better understand that person, who they are, where they're at in their life, what they're looking for and what their preferences are. And by going through our particular training, which is really robust for our sales staff, they can understand who that consumer is and be able to find the right product for them the, the first time. And, and that's something that we feel very strongly about. And, you know, something that we lean very heavily on our, our retailers is that type of uh, sales training support for our staff. Right. And, you know, some of the, the main elements, there's three, three main elements uh, to that training. And, and the first one is, you know, having product training and brand information for the, the staff to better understand uh, where the brand came from, what their story right. is, the specifics of each product. But next, most, most importantly, the, the second element of that is having a, a specific customer profile for not only the brand, but, but each individual products. Uh, what is this ideal customer that would be purchasing this particular product? So we can paint a picture for our staff. So when we're going through this consultative process, once they hear those, those particular answers to some of the questions, they know right away that that particular customer fits into the customer profile of each one of these SKUs. And once that customer has been identified, then we have kind of a, a sales pitch process or, or bullet points or elements that we can convey to that consumer on why this product is right for them. And, and that's been very, very effective. If we can spoon feed our staff those key elements, we're going to be really successful out of the gate because otherwise it, it takes a little bit of time for the staff to ramp up um, and get familiar and get comfortable with the brand and with the product. So that way they can eloquently and, and really get into a smooth flow in conveying the properties to the consumers. And another main important element of that is having the staff be able to have their own personal experience. Um, the hemp industry right. has really gotten to where we're at today because of personal experiences and people sharing those with each other. And so um, having that authentic energy exchange in store from a CBD consultant to a consumer about their own personal experience, as well as having the support from the brand to really bolster those those elements has has really uh, been very successful as the consumers um, you know really start to get excited and and something that uh, we we really strongly believe in here at CBD Emporium is to work here you have to have passion passion is a prerequisite for CBD Emporium employees passion to to work with people and to make the, their lives better. Uh, working with plants and sharing this this amazing information that we've just recently discovered, because that that energy is is very um, very conducive for for people to to get excited, try these themselves, yeah. and get a positive effect. Absolutely. And in in terms of the brands and stuff that that you guys carry and look for now, again, we're operating a little bit different atmosphere here because you don't have a lot of spins or Nielsen data or to go back on whatever to look at. How do you, when you're looking at an array of products and, 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 you know, we'll, you can take any of the examples, but let's say topicals or something, whatever else, how do you guys look at a brand at this point in the evolution of the industry and say, okay, that's, that's one we think we got to carry. What's, what's sort of the criteria? Well, you, you mentioned spins. We're actually going through a spins integration here at CBD and um, making data-driven decisions is really important for us. And so uh, by utilizing the SPINS data platform, and we have a partnership with them, or we're going to uh, 
uh, be sharing uh, various sales information that goes into a pool about the whole industry as, as a whole. But you know that technology to be able to really dive into our sales data for uh, as far back as possible and then compare and contrast with the uh, natural products uh, industry as a whole right. really will give us a clear insight into trends and what's happening, what's, what's been successful, what isn't successful on a granular level. Because there's a lot of uh, different categories in this particular industry. I mean, hemp pretty much touches uh, so many different form factors yeah. and there's so many different strengths and qualities that you know can be received and uh, be very receptive by the consumers. And so having that clear understanding, especially where we're at being uh, over two years old here at CBD Emporium, gives us a clear understanding what we need and to be very specific in uh, the curation of our product selection. Uh, but we do have, we've taken a pretty aggressive approach when it comes down to our evaluation process for new vendors. Uh, I've taken a lot of my history and background in the natural product space and really seen the infrastructure that some of these uh, bigger retailers have, have developed for their evaluation process and really adapted it to the hemp and CBD space. And, you know, with the, the type of experience that I have, I, I, I have a good understanding of what brands need to do and some of the information that they need to understand to, to really make a judgment call on if this is somebody that's right for CBD Emporium. And really the, the main elements that we look for is, you know, brands that are science-driven, um, ones that are actually doing studies and producing these, these particular uh, elements that need to be done to help push this industry forward. Every other industry has, you know, grass certifications and, and PK studies for, Oh, yeah. You know, absorption and all these elements that are pretty expensive, but but they are uh, a necess necessity here in this industry and allow for CBD informed consultants to have a lot of ammunition in store to to convey these to uh, to the consumers. In in terms of production, again, production standards and quality and and all those things. I mean, there's a, a obviously a huge variance. Right. Uh, and you're right, there's not the same. Certification. I mean, you know, I don't know if the plant is grown organically or not. You guys may know that, and you know, the the vendor you know parlays that or whatever. But uh, it's it's interesting to be able to sort that out. You almost have to become the last line of defense as to when your customer walks in the store to say, yes, we've been through this due diligence, we've vetted out these products, these brands, and we know we know what they're doing. So that's that's an important role that you play besides just being selling the product, you know, exactly. Now. There is so much noise in this space right now with the accessibility to private label, like no other time in history, there has been just an overabundance of brands that have uh, developed and, you know, understanding those, those specific characteristics and having a set of guidelines that we really evaluate each brand has been really important. And it's a major pillar that CBD Emporium stands on. And the reception from the industry as a whole about the CBD Emporium process has been extremely well received as uh, we ask a lot of questions and, and it, the evaluation process does take a little bit of time, but we feel so strongly that this is important and brands that do take all of that time and effort to put themselves in that top tier really appreciate that because they want to be in a store, they want to be in a in a partnership with a brand like CBD Emporium that does take that time and that that care um, in selecting their brands. And you know, brands that have adopted some of these 
uh, regulatory processes that other industries have uh, mandated, and it's not necessarily at this time uh, mandated in the hemp space, but it will be. It will be. There's a reason why these these uh, processes were developed, and you know, to be able to to implement them early on is is something that we look for uh, here at CBD Emporium. And since 2018, um, the certification of organic products has been able to. Uh, be gone through for some of these brands and ingredients and you know for for hemp being a bioremediator and being able to suck up all those things that are in the soil it's really important to to make sure that the that particular um, hemp plant was grown organically and so that's definitely something that we have uh, high regard for mm -hmm. and uh, continue to to build our product selection with uh, certified organic products and making sure that they've gone through CGMP uh, manufacturing processes and that the uh, products and uh, ingredients as well as finished goods have gone through a third-party uh, certification process to make sure that they are clean and that they um, are containing the, the hemp and CBD that is on the label. Um, interesting because I, I think um, there's, there's an opportunity for so many different types of products. So I, I don't, I, I mean, other than following and, and working with a group a little bit in CBD, um, in terms of product usage, so there are two I can think of. One is is my my friends at Cloudwater, um, and I, Cloudwater. I yeah, and I I drink their CBD. Mark Seidel, I I drink their CBD infused, and then also Oral O R L Care, which is down in um, uh, Scottsdale. Um, same thing with their mouthwash as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love absolutely. both of those brands. We carry them at CBD Emporium, and and both have met and exceeded our our um, guidelines here at CBD Emporium to be become partners. And and you're right. There there's so many implications and uses for hemp in various different uh, stages of your life or daily routine. And um, it's it's been continuing to develop every single day. There's there's new products coming out. Uh, you mentioned oral care uh, recently. Uh, there's health and beauty products that are being developed. But you know, being a specialty CBD retailer, uh, what we've seen is is really some consistency. We we always have the consumers coming into our stores looking for pain, inflammation support, right. anxiety, and sleep, and those are are really the main drivers for people to want to come into a CBD emporium and looking for those types of products. Um, you know, we've we've really emphasize the education and some of these other form factors and other other um, products take a lot of time for people to just understand why hemp is in those particular products and you know it's it's just a whole nother ball game when when discussing them especially the beauty side of products um you know educating our staff specifically about hemp and cbd is is a challenge yep. in and of itself and all the ingredients in, included in that and you know, adding a, a whole nother category such as that and training is is a lot to, for them to absorb. And, you know, the consumers just haven't caught up that, you know, CBD is a, an active ingredient and something that they're seeking out. They're still going to the traditional Sephora's to obtain those particular types of products. So it's something that uh, we're, we still have um, in our stores. It's just a little bit uh, slower mover here right now, but we feel as the industry continues to evolve, but more importantly, the consumers they're a little bit slower, actually a lot slower to, to adopt these, these new products or new categories than the industry is at, at actually creating them. So it does take a little bit of time for them to uh, trend on picking these up and being familiar with them. And, and 
probably for a lot of the, the customers, Andrew, their journey is similar to yours in that they start out by trying to address a condition. Maybe it's pain relief, maybe it's sleep, whatever, but then migrate to, oh, you know, there's, there's something else here that I can, can, can also use this for. If, if, if I have a product, I'm in natural products, let's say I have a product, organic, maybe it's a beverage, maybe it's a bar, whatever it is. Um, if I'm considering adding CBD as an ingredient to my product, where do you see opportunities or where do you see problems? Um, you know, how would you speak to someone who said, okay, I, I, I may want to put this in my beverage? Well, you know, having a, a clear customer profile is really going to be important. Having a niche um, and being able to really distinguish yourself in branding and 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 product formulation um, is really really important. And you know, what we've seen specifically is um, condition specific products, ones that have additional compounds and ingredients in there that may be able to. Um, make a claim and be able to have a more specific targeted approach for the consumer to better understand, you know, how to utilize this product and where to implement it into their daily routine. We've seen a lot of natural products companies that have uh, created a new brand or um, have built on their already established formula or brand and added hemp and CBD because these these cannabinoids and terpenoids and all these other amazing ingredients that are found in this hemp plant, um, you know, make already established formula is that much better is what we're finding. And, you know, it's, it's kind of an evolutionary step in, in this process and, you know, having a ideal distribution for, for those particular products and um, making sure to have that type of support built in, especially if you're looking to go to retail is going to be really key uh, in, you know, establishing overall success and having longevity and staying power as, you know, this, this last year due to COVID, um, had a, a dire effect on this industry as everybody was really gearing up. There was a lot of projections that were tossed around. And, you know, what we've seen is, is brands that came out of the gate with a large production of their products with high hopes for 2020 did not meet their expectations. And, uh, you know, some of them are, are going out of business. And so being, um, you know, I Yes, more conservative is really going to be key for this industry as I've been in, in this from its inception. And, you know, things change very rapidly from day to day. And by, you know, having a new packaging, uh, uh, you know, restriction or mandate, uh, such as California with Prop 65 here recently, which has kind of uh, threw a, a loop for the industry because it was something that was um, included into the uh, relief package last year about, um, mandating uh, the uh, products to have the Prop 65 sticker on there, as well as uh, recently uh, the restriction from uh, you know having a vape uh, product shipped in the USPS in the mail um, and being kind of attributed to more of a, a alcohol and or more of a tobacco based product. And so right. all these things are always changing. And so you may have to change labels, change formulas, all those elements. So. So keeping nimble is is going to be really key until the industry really um, gets some some clear regulation. Yeah, I mean, and and sometimes you have within that um, in that sphere, you kind of have a leader. And I think when you have California and New York both, you know, doing going in you know positive directions, uh, even though the Prop sixty five thing, yeah, was just a, I mean, but I don't think there's anything sold in the state of California that does have a Prop sixty five warning on it. Um, unless, it's, unless it's fresh fruit and probably even fresh fruit should have it on it. Um, 
But uh, you have things like when um, when the federal government was trying to relax emission standards and California was not going to. And California said no. And the automaker said, you know, we're just going to continue to build cars to the California standard because when you're the largest market in the country for cars, um, yeah, we're, we're going to meet your standards. So there's something going on about that. But maybe um, with uh, a new administration in Washington, you know, maybe something looking forward. There's this, of course, there's always a conservative side that says, you know, we don't necessarily want to do this. It's, it's, you know, it's grass, it's dope, it's whatever, totally wrong, but that's how they think. But there's this other temptation of taxation and the taxation part of it can also drive a lot of that decision-making. So how, how do you look at, you know, again, the next, you know, four years, almost four years with a new administration in Washington, is CBD going to get a hearing? I mean, how's that looking? Well, you know, the the legality of hemp and CBD was established in the 28 Farm Bill. But, you know, sometimes when these bills are passed, it takes a long time for the various uh, elements of operating in this industry takes longer to, to catch up. Um, and, you know, there's still some gray area. And really what the, the hemp and CBD space is, has been waiting on for, you know, almost five years now is some clear regulatory guidelines from the FDA about this ingredient and about manufacturing. And, uh, you know, they, they put in kind of a more conservative stance on this. And there's always been kind of a battle of, is this a drug? Is this a supplement? Is this a food approved food ingredient? And there's, there's not been a lot of clear answers, but, you know, the industry has pushed on and, you know, again, tried to read between the lines. I, I know that uh, years ago at uh, Expo West, everybody was, you know, putting a lot of rumors around of what the FDA was going to make a decision on. And, you know, the, the energy was, it could happen next week. And I remember, you know, we were in a conference in that day, the, the head of the FDA actually stepped down during one of those, those conferences. And, you know, since that time, we've still that. been yeah. waiting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately they've gotten a little busy the last, right. you know, right. So that, and that obviously puts it a little further out. Uh, folks, Andrew, if, if people want more information on CBD Emporium, can you give us a web address? Yeah, you can visit us uh, uh, at cbdemporium.com. We've got uh, uh, one of the largest product selections on the internet. Uh, we've got so much education uh, elements on there, blogs, press releases. Uh, we've got our uh, Navigating CBD radio show and podcast where you can listen to to get even more content. Uh, you know, we're, we're definitely reflecting our in-store experience online and really looking to evolve the, the retail space and, and be a, a leader here, not only in specialty retail, but retail in general. And, and can you give us a little background as to how did CBD Emporium start and what's the growth been like? Sure. Um, there was uh, several founders here at CBD Emporium. Um, John Flanders is the president and CEO and has really led the charge. And I've been working with, with John for several years before CBD Emporium. But this is uh, about you know 2018, late 2018, after the farm bill. And at this time, the accessibility for consumers to obtain these particular products was really restricted to smoke shops and dispensaries. The right. ones that felt comfortable at that time actually selling these products because of the uh, gray area element that was still in place. And you know, by doing our market research, we really realized that the core consumer that would benefit most from these particular products and have the type of disposable income to be able to invest into their health and wellness in this regard was really the 45 and older demographic. 
And, you know, that particular age group has a lot of, of stigma still associated with hemp and cannabis. And, sure. you know, we felt that, you know, this is a health and wellness product. And, you know, these, these consumers wouldn't walk into a smoke shop and feel comfortable obtaining these particular products. And so right. we, we, we really modeled uh, CBD Emporium uh, off of the consumer profile of somebody like my mother or my grandma and, and you know, having an environment for them to feel comfortable and safe uh, about learning about these particular compounds and how they can benefit their life. And you know, we've really refrained from having you know, the, the hemp leaf or, or, or cannabis uh, you know, branding elements as it can be an instant turnoff for that particular type of consumer. And you know, we want to really put our best foot forward for the industry and in creating an environment that's very safe, clean, organized and really represent the industry in the best way possible. So that way the consumers that even have that stigma can really let their guard down and be open to absorbing this information and trying and implementing these products in their daily life to um, help improve their experience and um, you know, their daily life with the natural alternative. What are you from, I mean, from a retailing point of view, whatever, what are you guys looking at as sort of the next breakthrough is the next, breakthrough going to be federal intervention? Is it going to be states maybe getting together and, 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 you know, coming to the same standards? What do you see as the next step forward? Really? I mean, most states that have had, uh, you know, uh, their own guidelines that were pretty restrictive for the hemp and CBD space are continuing to, to loosen that up and have more access. And, you know, uh, you know, hemp is still a, uh, a, a cannabis plant. Uh, they, it does have specific characteristics and distinctions between hemp and cannabis. And, um, you know, although they are different, they are still kind of tied together. And uh, the cannabis space is a little bit different. And the industry has really taken a psychoactive approach the cannabis industry has and really taken upon the THC and really emphasized right. the psychoactivity where CBD Emporium and hemp space is really taken upon the, the health and holistic approach. And so as the, the cannabis becomes more and more prevalent, more and more accepted, hemp and CBD is going to, to again, continue to uh, become more and more accepted. And it's the same vice versa. As, as CBD and hemp become more accepted and people understand these, these compounds and how um, you know, the holistic approach really is being applied, um, we're going to continue to see consumers accept this and regulatory bodies accept this more and more. And as an example, you know, this industry really started with CBD isolate, um, you know, based products. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there is various different levels of hemp and CBD, but there's something called full spectrum that is one of the, the fullest uh, type of uh, uh, CBD oils that are out there that have all the plant's constituents uh, that includes uh, a trace amounts of THC. And um, early on in this industry, it was still... Uh, taboo and people were still kind of apprehensive about any amounts of THC because they thought that they, they might get high. But that has been eradicated with time and effort. And right now we're seeing, you know, over 80% of the consumers preferring a, a full spectrum based product, even though there is trace amounts of THC with the understanding that uh, plant uh, uh, compounds and the body work better with all those constituents. It's not the pharmaceutical mindset where one active ingredient is the one that's doing all the trick here. It's all of these amazing compounds synergistically working together with the chemistry of our body to produce the best effects possible. And so, you know, with that type of mindset and people 
um, not being apprehensive about the, the trace amounts of THC is going to have a continue to have a dramatic effect in the acceptance of this plant and the incorporation um, and acceptance in you know things like uh, the the banking system and um, you know the distribution right. across oh, state yeah. lines and you know all these elements. It's just going to take time and dedication and really studies and and good examples because that's really what's going to continue to eradicate the stigma surrounding this industry and open up a lot more doors for us uh, moving forward. And, you know, after the FDA uh, makes a clear decision on one way or the other, we feel that that's going to really be the, the, the final step in the process because really the ambiguity surrounding this industry is because of the, the, the lack of clear guidelines and, you know, certain things like merchant processors who process credit cards don't have those guidelines. And so they have to protect their portfolio. They have to protect their business. Right. And without those clear guidelines, they don't feel comfortable, you know, moving forward in this space in a big way as, you know, they they are fearful of what might happen. But um, thankfully, we, we haven't had a, a big pushback from a regulatory side of things to really clamp down on this industry. And I feel if they did make that type of decision, it would have a, a lot of blowback on themselves as the, as the consumers have really um, adopted this particular industry and seen the benefits. And, you know, the, the consumers are, are here to support access to, to these particular ingredients and, and products. And uh, we're going to continue to see that demand. And, and even the kind of slam on the brakes that happened with the pandemic, um, on the other side of it, as we go, go out of it or move on to whatever the new normal is, you also have a lot of consumers who are paying a lot more attention to uh, you know, to what they're putting into their bodies or what they're eating, what they're using. And the whole plant-based, again, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, fake meat or whatever, but the whole plant-based thing has just leaps and bounds during the, the year that we've been through this year and in a few months. Um, and that doesn't appear to be waning as we come out of it. So yes, somebody might go out and, you know, whatever, and, and go to Wendy's and have a burger or whatever, but at home, it's going to be beyond meat. It's just, it, you know, so there's, there's that aspect that may in fact be actually really positive for CBD and the people may be more open to it now than they were pre-pandemic. We'll see. Nailed it. So we've definitely seen that particular type of interest and you can see it from the type of products that were developed over this last year. Um, there's always, the thing about life is there, there's always a positive that comes from a negative and, right. you know, it may take some time to really see what that is or to see the, the large implement implications that it may have in, in our society. But what we saw is people becoming more aware of their health, more aware of their surroundings and what they right. put in their body and, and really ways that they can supplement the, their body to have a better immune system. Uh, and so, you know, CBD um, has been developed in conjunction with uh, other ingredients to combine into an immune support type of, of category. And we we have been incorporating those into our product selection and people have been utilizing them with great results uh, throughout the pandemic. And, you know, the, the interest level of, you know, having a more healthier stance on, on their, the outlook of their life and the choices that they make is, is a clear um, side effect of the, the uh, COVID-19 epidemic that, that had happened. And, you know, I think that it's, it's going to continue to be ingrained and we're going to continue to see that grow and it's going to have dire uh, positive implications, you know, across the board. And we've saw it first and foremost here in the hemp and CBD space. And, 
you know, people are, are still continuing to, to implement and try these products. And um, I know that uh, manufacturers had, you know, a hard time picking up and uh, obtaining some of these key ingredients yep. like elderberry. Um, you know, that's a key natural ingredient that people use to help boost their immune system. And with, you know, the hemp and CBD space incorporating that in a big way in a lot of their products, it, there, there was a, a short supply of ingredients at one point. Yeah, there was some some challenges across supply chain, and 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 frankly, in some places still are. Um, but it's it's part of that is also when you have a change, such a dramatic change in consumer habits, none of the supply chain is necessarily ready for that, right? They just right. Like, then it's we the factory was running at ninety eight percent efficiency. I, I can't make any more right now. This is not how it works. Um, Andrew, you know, one of the things we do is um, on a slightly more personal basis, because you've been uh, a consumer, a consultant, product developer, now on, on retail. Um, if you could go back for benefit of, of fellow entrepreneurs out there and talk about one of the biggest challenges along the way um, that you've had, and, and it can be pre-CBD Emporium or currently or whatever, and how you've overcome that, we'd, uh, we'd appreciate the advice and counsel. Of course. Um... You know, the, the biggest thing that I've learned and the biggest challenge was the uh, elements of a new industry being developed. Um, there were so many challenges that we've discussed on this, this podcast here today that industries um, outside of the hemp and CBD space have not had to deal with. And so um, it's, it's been a challenging and having setbacks is something that happens on a, on a daily basis, but having the passion and having the perseverance to continue to push through is really what, um, you know, I've learned and has been the biggest challenge is, is operating a business or operating in an industry that doesn't have clear guidelines and making best efforts with your clear guidelines that you can obtain, um, from the sources that you have available. And so, it's been very challenging about making certain decisions without clear guidelines, um, you know, making investments that may not have panned out. But right. to get to where I'm at here today, I wouldn't change a thing. I've invested so much of my time and money to get to where I'm at, but it's because of my, my passion and my perseverance. And really the goal in my life is to make the biggest impact in society in the best way possible. And, you know, I've chose hemp and cannabis to, to really be that, that particular, um, dedication for myself. And I think that's going to have, you know, dramatic implica implica implications across the board and so many other different industries, so many other different plant compounds that are going to be accepted and kind of uh, getting back to nature and getting back to our, our roots and incorporating and having a, a much more healthy relationship with, with mother nature is really what's gotten me through. And so you know, for anybody that's out there, I just want to implore to keep pushing forward, put your best effort. And, you know, eventually, you know, without giving up, you're going to make it, you know, as long as you have that perseverance and that, that, that personal mission in mind. Great, great counsel, Andrew. Thank you. Hey, and I want to thank you for taking time to be with us today and uh, going through um, a lot of the stuff about the industry and what's happening, folks, if you want to connect with or find out more information about CBD Emporium. It's cbdemporium.com. That should be pretty easy to, to find. And you can connect with Andrew through there too, I think as well. So thanks. And I really appreciate you taking the time with us. It's been, it's been great. Always uh, enjoy conversing about this industry and uh, sharing uh, the, the insights and wisdom that I have from all of this experience. So, so everybody can um, not have to go through the, the same processes that we've had.
had to go through. And uh, if you have any questions, want to learn more about CBD Plurium, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out. Um, you know, we, we definitely are always looking for uh, key strategic partners to continue to push this industry forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Good stuff. And by the way, thanks to everybody else for joining us today on the Next Level Brands podcast. We're brought to you today by Kitchen to Shelf, the educational resource for CPG entrepreneurs and emerging brands. Kitchen to Shelf is also the sponsor of Words to Grow By, a collection of great advice and inspiration from guests who've appeared on the Next Level podcast. If you need some weekly counsel from fellow founders and industry leaders, try Words to Grow By, available at Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and a free subscription at kitchentoshelf.com. That's kitchen, the number two, shelf.com. This is Steve Clear, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening to the Next Level Brands Podcast with G. Stephen Clear. Learn more at next with two X's, levelbrands.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for the Next Level Brands email list or subscribe on iTunes so you never miss an episode.